0: So I'm speaking to Datuk Dr. Amar Singh and this is regarding the tragic death of a baby in a car in Aradamansara. Uh, this follows two other cases that happened in October, similar ones as well. So uh, Dr. Amar, the, this latest tragic death and then following the two that happened last month um, is, is a very unfortunate trend of events. In, in your years as a paediatrician in Malaysia, are such tragic cases a common occurrence or is it just an unfortunate coincidence?
1: Thank you for having me on the show. I I think that it's not new. Uh, I think we've been having uh, deaths like this for the last 10 to 15 years. But recently, we've seen an increase. I I remember uh, children left at the back of uh, a bus cola, uh, younger children dying in cars, even in the house, unexpectedly left at home. I think that we need to recognize that this is not a phenomenon just in Malaysia, but seen all over the world. And then generally, everyone is seeing an increase because of the mechanism of the of the death. The mechanism of death is a break in routine. It's, it's a parent who's got distracted for some reason, a, a loss of their normal uh, habit habit or routine. And we know our world is getting a lot busier. We have a lot more on our minds, and we're rushing. So I think this could happen to any one of us, and we need to work to to stop this if we can.
0: Oh, I see. So it's actually, if you're saying it's in the past ten years, that's also in line with when smartphone usage um, became more prevalent. But okay, so you mentioned it's um, parents have so much on their mind. Share with us some ideas that you have for parents and also childcare providers and the public to prevent deaths of children left in cars.
1: Yep. So I think there are three key areas, or three groups of people who could work to prevent these deaths of children in cars. As you rightly said, parents are the key. And then we have the community, that's the rest of us, uh, who can support parents. And then, of course, there are harm manufacturers, which we can talk about later. So I think for parents, the key is to build safety routines. I think every parent should try and establish uh, safe routines whenever they're transporting their children. And uh, there's a couple of good suggestions out there. One is to keep an important item in the back with your child. You put your child in the car seat at the back, and you leave an important item of yours at the back with the child, like a handphone or your shoes or maybe even your purse or your wallet. Uh, that's the kind of thing that you you would need at work. And so uh, when you when you get out of your car, you remember the item, and so you remember your child. Another me- method is considered the teddy bear method, where you put a teddy bear in your child's car seat, When you put a child in the car seat, you take the teddy bear out and you put it in front as a visual reminder that your child is in the back seat. A third one is to make it an inbuilt habit to use Waze all the time. Waze has got uh, a reminder that we can put in to check uh, a child in the back. And so if you use Waze all the time, even if you know the route, you use Waze all the time, that's an audio reminder for you to check the back. And finally, of course, the basic one is please check the car before you leave. Just make it a habit to just look in the car uh, before you step out of the car. Uh, but these all require us to develop a habit, which is not always that easy, especially when the routine is changed. Uh, the second area of uh, place that we can support parents is as the community. We are a backup safety net, and there are two groups of people here. First of all, the child care providers, those who work in kindergartens or task or as babysitters. I think it should become a routine for us that whenever a child doesn't turn up, a child to set up, that we call parents immediately. The problem with this is that a child can die in a car within 20 minutes, so you've got to be very quick about this. In in five, 10 minutes, you think the child has not come, call the parents. I think none of these phone calls are a waste of time; they're all life-saving phone calls. The other group of parents, the other group of people, is us as a community. I think if we see a child in the car, we need to act immediately. Look quickly, see if we can find any parents. If we cannot rescue the child from the car, even if it means breaking. A window to rescue the child. I think uh, the child's life is far more important than than worrying about the window.
0: Mm. And these are really excellent ideas, Dr. Amar. But you've mentioned also that these steps are not enough. You also mentioned that there's this twenty minute uh, window where you know that death could occur. Could you explain more about why these steps are not enough?
1: Well, I think that you know, the data shows that children die very quickly in cars. That their their organs liquefy from the heat, or their blood stops clotting, and it's very hard to rescue them after that, and so we know that uh, you know we we won these measures, but these measures depend on human behavior. All the injury prevention research in the world has shown that um, you know education and human behavior change are not very effective mechanisms for preventing death in children. So we require mechanisms that go beyond human behavior, uh, th- uh, things that don't require us to. You know, maintain this kind of vigilance all the time. And to put, to add to that, there's this busy, distractible world that we live in. So maintaining a habit is not that easy.
0: It's true. Um, just to divert slightly, uh, because we were talking about the 20-minute window. Is do we have a longer window if the weather is cool or the car is parked in the shade?
1: Uh, generally, we do. But if the windows are all up, then there's also an oxygen problem for suffocation. You know. Uh, for, for fully uh, parked even in, in, in the shade. So I think generally, you know, 50 minutes is, in a shade is also considered a very dangerous time. Mm. So we usually say, I think, 10, 20 minutes is, is probably the max that you can allow a child okay. in and it's going to be dangerous if we keep it any longer than that.
0: I see. Okay, so basically is. You cannot keep your kid in a car because, I mean, 10, 20 minutes, that's that's not long at all for the kid uh, yeah, to...
1: Yeah, they've done studies on adults, so adults. Adults try to stay in the car, fit adults. And even after 10 minutes, they find it so terribly difficult to stay in the car because it's so intense, the heat. Okay. Man, man, remember, most of us are parked in the open space. Huh? True. So uh, and our sun is hot. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, so uh, Dr. Amar, back to our questions. What is your appeal to car manufacturers? As you mentioned just now, um, car manufacturers also have a part to play. Yeah, I think this is the
1: biggest and part of the most effective role safety devices that car manufacturers could help us with. And there are a couple of different devices that have been developed. As I said, this is not a Malaysian problem. So people have been, engineers have been working on this to put into place devices. And some cars already have got these. And so one example is a car switch with inbuilt sensors. And these are key to your car being switched off. The moment your car is switched off, there's an alarm to tell you that someone's still in the seat. Some of them are sort of heat sensors uh, to go off with alarms. Then there's a rear seat reminder, which I like very much. This is when you turn off your car, immediately there is an audio alarm saying, please check the rear seat. Mm-hmm. I think that's very useful. I think visual alarms like a sticker, after a while we make it become blasé or get used to them. But this kind of audio alarms I think will always uh, uh, trigger us. Another set of uh, devices are child presence detectors or cabin awareness detectors. These use... Sensors. We should look at small things like heart rate, uh, movement, breathing. Uh, they've been putting quite a number of cars in the Scandinavian region, and they're very effective. Uh, I think Hyundai is also, uh, you know, looking at this kind of devices for their cars, and uh, the, they detect whether there is someone still in the car, and then they send off an alarm. The alarm might come to your handphone as a parent, or it might just be a general alarm from the car itself. And finally, a very simple device is putting uh, uh, alarm into the belt buckle. Of the car seat, which is used to secure the car the, the child 's seat at the back, and when when the car is switched off, uh, if this is not released, there is an alarm. Uh, so many of these are triggered to the time you switch off your car, the time you open your door and, and leave the car
0: yeah, these also are great ideas, but may take some political will to implement so taking me to my next question, what is your appeal to the transport minister
1: I, I think that you know we need to get these in place. You know, I think we need to get these uh, uh, devices in place today, not not tomorrow. There are two ways to do this. First of all, I think as a transport minister, uh, you know, there's some clout to tell the car manufacturers, please put this in place. I think you could ask them to encourage them to do it. But I suspect that what we need is legislation. We need to make this mandatory in all cars. And remember, it's not all new cars alone. We need to retrofit this in all cars. I think car manufacturers don't need a mandate like this you know you're selling us a device you've made a lot of money from us in selling us cars it's time to give back a little bit to society by offering this routinely during a car service to retrofit the car at a cheap a reasonable price as well as putting it in place in all new cars high-end cars expensive cars do have these devices but the majority of Malaysian cars still lack this kind of safety devices
0: Okay, and such an appeal to car manufacturers and the transport minister may need time to address and put into effect. Dr. Amar, what is your hope in the in the short term?
1: In the short term, I think we need to get our act together. I think this is civil society's wake up call. NGOs need to get together. I think we need to review the existing devices which are already on the market. Uh, you know, because not every parent can go and do this kind of review. Find the ones that are most suitable for uh, our environment uh, and the one that works the best and then um, uh, inform parents make them available so mm. this is not a, just a simple education campaign saying uh, uh, you know watch out for your child in the car this is an education campaign saying here these are the devices that work uh, this is where you can get them and perhaps for some poorer parents we also aim to buy them and, and offer them at a cheaper rate
0: mm. okay thank you so much Dr. Amar those are really great suggestions uh, before I uh, end the call is there anything else you'd like to add regarding um, the this incident of the baby dying in the car?
1: I think let's not blame parents. This could happen to any one of us. These are not bad parents or uh, parents who are negligent uh, of, their car- of their child's care. This is just a symptom of our society which is decompensated. And it's time for us to come back together as a society, to work together uh, to solve this problem.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Amar.